0: facebook.com slash radiodetectives. Today's program is brought to you in part by the financial support of our listeners. And you can become one of our ongoing Patreon supporters for as little as $2 per month. Just go to patreon.greatdetectives.net. And I want to thank Lisa for becoming our latest Patreon supporter at the rookie level of $2 or more per month. Thanks so much for your support, Lisa. You can also support the show on a one-time basis, support.greatdetectives.net, by using the Zelle app to box13 at greatdetectives.net, or by mail to Adam Graham, P.O. Box 15913-15913, Boise, Idaho 83715. Well, today we're going to get into Under Arrest. Under Arrest was another mutual uh, series, and this one has a somewhat interesting history. It began as a summer replacement series for three consecutive summers, 1946, 47, and 48. And according to Dunning's On the Air Encyclopedia of Old Time Radio, this aired Sundays at 5, and was the replacement series for The Shadow. Craig McDonnell was the star of those uh, first two seasons in 46 and 47, and Joe DeSantis uh, would actually take over, and this is Joe Desantis's first episode uh, as uh, Captain Jim Scott. Well, uh, let's go ahead and play this episode. The original air date on this one is June the 6th, 1948, and uh, the title of this episode is For a Pack of Cigarettes.
1: Mutual presents Under Arrest.
2: Into your
3: cell!
1: (laughs) Criminals Behind Bars under arrest. The story of police Captain Jim Scott's fight against crime Did I yet?
2: Five. High test. Right.
1: You yeah, better cut your motor. Forget get it. I said you'd and better... And he
2: said forget it. Five high test. Now step. All right. How does it look? Okay,
1: Annie. Nobody around. Good. Out here?
2: The usual.
4: Check the gas and oil?
2: No. All I want is some cigarettes. Machines inside. Which way? Just follow me. Al? Right with you. machine's over
4: there. That'll be $1.35 for the gas.
2: Break a 20?
4: I think I can.
2: Take a plant by the door, Al. Yeah. Who
4: won today, you know? No. Myers is batting pretty good this year. I
2: heard he... All right, keep your hands where they are. Oh. (laughs) Now move away from the register. Go on. This to stick up? Use your eyes. Okay, Al? Okay. Nice haul. Must be over 300 here. 367. Thanks. Hey, what are you looking at, fella? You told me to use my eyes. I didn't tell you to
1: stare. Lay off the money. He didn't do nothing. Quiet.
2: Still staring, huh? Look, you got your money. Now,
1: why don't you get out of here? (laughs)
2: I don't like people staring at me. Come
1: on, come on, Ernie.
2: Yeah. Yeah, we got what we came for. So long, fella. So long.
1: (laughs) Ernie, come
2: on. All right, all right, I'm coming. The guy was staring at me.
1: You didn't have to do that, Ernie. You might have killed him.
2: Maybe I did. Wait a minute.
1: Hey, what are you doing?
2: Getting cigarettes. (laughs) That's what I come in here for, wasn't it?
1: You're gone, crazy.
3: Come on, let's get out of here.
2: Ah, uh, we got time. Plenty of time. <laughs> Anybody comes for gas, you take care of them, Al. Now, listen, Ernie. You Shut up! up. <laughs> ah, this lousy machine don't work. How do you like that? The guy put me onto a bum machine. I lost 20 cents. <laughs>
4: Captain Scott.
1: That reporter, Susan Webb, she's out here, Captain.
4: I'll see her, Mike. Sergeant Lowry getting yet? No, sir. I want to see him as soon as he arrives. Right. Scott, Harry, what about those tire marks? Get anything on it? Yeah. Yeah, he's in the hospital. That's a good. All right, when you do, let me know. Hello, Jim. Listen, Sue, what's all this stuff in the papers? You call that fair reporting?
3: What did you call me up for? Falling out?
4: You're sure taking the department over the ropes?
3: Oh, all the papers have.
4: Thought at least you'd lay off.
3: I've got a job to do. So
4: have I. If you think it's easy, think again.
3: I didn't say it was easy. But after all, Jim, there have been four of those gas station holdups ups within the past two weeks. Now, don't you think... I'll that's...
4: do my job. You stick to yours.
3: And mine's reported.
4: You mean smearing. You people smear the department every chance you get.
3: Oh, Jim.
4: Now, listen, Sue, we're doing our best. You can't ask any more than that, can you? Well, I... I've got my best man on this job, Hank Lowry. Called him in from a fishing trip with his kid. You know, Hank, is he a slacker?
3: Of course not, but...
4: Picking up a couple of heist artists isn't like picking a rose off a bush. You gotta find them first. Takes time. And these two guys are smart. Real smart. They must be. Smart and vicious. The way they beat that attendant up... How is he? Not good. They don't know where they'll live.
3: We'll get them. You can put that in your next story. Jim, I know you're doing your best. I'm sorry about that column in the paper this morning, but I only write for the boss.
4: Okay, Sue. I just couldn't help getting sore.
3: Forget it. Come here and let me straighten your tie. I know you're working hard, but you don't have to look unkempt. There. Thanks, honey. Come in, Captain. Come in, Hank. Sue. Welcome.
4: Look, Hank, I'm sorry about having to bust up of that fishing trip you were on with Jack.
2: Oh, forget
3: it.
4: I know your kid was looking forward to it. Jack
2: will understand. Now, don't worry, will you? Okay, thanks. Now, sit down. They've got to get a new angle on this stick-up. It's a homicide now.
3: The gas station attendant?
2: Yeah. Hospital just phoned in. He died a few minutes ago. <laughs> Who is it? Al. Get the paper? Yeah. Oh, wait a minute, Annie. Leave the radio alone.
1: But I got to
2: talk to you. You can talk with the radio on. That's good music. Don't you ever listen to good music? What's up? He's dead, Annie. Let me see that rag.
1: I I told you not to hit him like that. Quiet.
2: As here, he died in the hospital wonder if he talked
1: sure he talked they got a description of the car and everything listen Annie, we shut gotta
2: up. Get... <laughs> they said shut up want some more of the same no no let me read this thing in peace will you oh, that punk I told him not to stare well what are you staring at
1: nothing any nothing say
2: I... something what's the matter you lost your tongue
1: we better blow this town any
2: not yet we're not finished here yet.
1: We can't pull another job here.
2: We'll talk about it later. Right now, I want to get some sleep. Sleep? For Pete's sake, we gotta get. Don't get scared, Al. Whatever you do, don't get scared. That's the fastest way to get the cops on your tail.
1: I, I'm not scared.
2: Well, up on the couch, get some rest. Just listen to that music. Real restful. <laughs> Question the attendant yourself, Hank. His description of the two guys was pretty vague. One big, one short, wiry. That's about all. I was showing him some pictures when he died. What about the car? 1940 Chevy, blue. One fender smashed up. Well, at least we've got that. If they try another job with that car, I think we've got him. How many men have you got at the service stations? Eleven service stations in the district. They've been working. Eleven cops working the pumps. Lucky number. I'm number 11. I report for work at the Arrow Service Station tonight at 8.
4: I don't think they'll try again tonight.
2: Maybe not. But we'll be waiting for him if it takes weeks. <laughs> we better nab him before that or I'll be pounding a beat again. The commission is hot. Don't worry about the commissioner. He always liked you. He knows you're
4: trying. Yeah, but he's under pressure too. No matter how high you get in this business, there always seems to be somebody higher who wants to tell you how to do your job. In any business? Maybe. But this case is getting old, Hank. They've got a point.
2: So if you get kicked downstairs, I'll be right behind you. Thanks, Hank. Well, I better shove off. It's almost 8. <laughs> if I'm late, the boss will be sore. See you later, Jim. I may call you out there tonight. Right. What's the matter, Al? You scared? It's not that, Annie.
1: I'm not scared, but I don't think it's smart, that's all. We can't try another job tonight. Why not? It's too soon. we got to lay low for a while.
2: Just what the cops expect us to do. So we won't. Are you crazy? No. Smart. See, Al, we got the coppers running now. We want to keep them running. Confuse them.
1: Listen, Annie, you can't do that.
2: You want out, Al? No, any, no. Anytime you do, say so. I'll give you out. Well?
4: I don't want out, Ernie. Don't get sore.
3: Okay.
2: <laughs> but what about the car? They got the car spotted. Well, we got another one. That costs dough. And we can't sell the Chevy because We, we... left one off the street. That don't cost anything.
1: You know how to start a car without the key?
2: Sure. It's easy. You got a gas station picked out? Uh huh. Arrow Service Station. Tasted last week a pushover. Only one man on at night. Arrow Service Station. Corner of Grant and Broome. Remember that. Our service station. Jim, Hank,
4: anything stirring?
2: Uh, pretty slow. Three customers so far. Two regulars, one high test, fixed one flat.
4: No sign of the Chevy?
2: Nope. Oh, here's, here's another customer now, uh, Jim. I'll call you back. Is it? <laughs> That's not a Chevy. Uh, not 1940. It's a 48 Buick, bright red. and Too classy for a couple of heist smugs. Don't take any chances. I'll call you back in a few minutes. Right. Help you? Yeah. Think we got a low tire in the back. Will you check it? Sure. This one? Yeah, that's it. You're all right. You got 30 in here now. Just keep them hands where they are. Wouldn't want to part your hair with a bullet. Keep on the tire. That's it. Al, take care of the register. Right. I expected you guys in a 1940 Chevy. That was dumb. I suppose it was. Don't move those hands. You're a cop, aren't you? With a yen from mechanics. mechanic. Watch those hands. You want the valve cap back on, don't you? Okay, but don't do anything dumb. Get away from that valve. If I try riding a flat, punk. You know, it's kind of bumpy. Annie, Annie, what are you trying to... Get t- t- in the car. I got to screw this thing in. What'd you do it for, Annie? Did you have to the shoot him? The punk tried to unscrew the valve core. Now, come on we got to get out of here.
1: Hurry up with those pictures, Casey. Snap it up.
3: Jim!
1: Jim! Over here, Sue. Oh,
3: Jim, is it Hank? Yes. Oh, does Jack know?
4: Not yet. Johnson, get a call out on a Red Buick, 1948. That's all I've got, but we'll try. Should be two guys in it.
3: How do you know about the car, Jim?
4: I spoke to Hank on the phone just before it happened. He never expected it tonight, Sue. I guess I didn't expect it either.
3: What about Jack? Who's going to tell him? That's up to me. If you need any help... Thanks,
4: Sue. I hope he doesn't go bitter.
3: You sound pretty bitter yourself, Jim.
4: Hank was my best friend. This whole thing brings back memories.
3: Your father went like this, didn't he?
4: Yeah, when I was in college. That's why I didn't stick it out. Left and joined the force. Full of hate. Like Jack will be. That's what we'll have to watch out for, Sue. The hate and the bitterness.
2: Those corners, Al What are you trying to do, kill us? I,
1: I, I'm i a little nervous, I, I didn't.
2: You're making a nervous wreck out of me Pull up Any place along here Pull up? But I told That's you we That's what got... I said You see, Al A bright red car is the wrong one to use for a getaway You'd stop to think for a minute You might see that We'll ditch it Now pull up
3: Jack.
4: Sit down, Connor. Did you get those two guys yet? No, we... Why don't. not? What are you waiting for? We'll get them, Jack. And what are you going to do to them when you get them? What we usually do, lock them up, have the district attorney present the grand jury... I know, I know all that. But what are you going to do to them when you get them down here? Aren't you going to beat them up? No. Why should we? Because they killed my dad, that's why. Because they killed your best friend. Sure. Sure. Why beat him up? What good would it do? Plenty.
3: Is that what you want to do, Jack?
4: That's what they deserve, isn't it? But the police don't work that way, Jack.
1: And when I get on the force and I get hold of two guys like that... What do you mean,
4: Jack? When you get on the force. How do you know you'll get on?
1: When I'm old enough, I will. And I'll get even for Dad, too. You can bet on that.
3: Jack, do you think it's right to feel that way? Bitter and bitter. I think I
4: know how Jack feels, Sue. Felt the same way myself once, Jack. Jack, did I ever tell you how my dad was shot down on the street one night, just like Hank? He was on the force, too. I didn't know that, Captain. I was a little older than you, but it didn't make any difference. You know what I said to myself when I heard about my dad, Jack? I said, Jim, this is it. This is where you leave school for good. This is where you finally join the force, so you can even up the score for Dad. Even it up good.
3: Is that the way you feel, Jack? I don't know,
4: Miss. Sure, that's the way he feels. The only way he could feel and still call himself a man. thanks, Captain Scott. but do you think it's right, Jack? Do you think I was right to join the force because I wanted to even up for my dad? Do you? I, I don't know. Oh, come on now. We're alike, you and I. We both got the same rotten break in life We're in the same boat together. We can talk man to man. Right? Sure, Captain. Okay. So do you think it's right? Do you want to shoot down every cheap crook and grift to every con man and dip in the business just because your dad ran into a murderous slug one night? Sure, it's right. Sure, it's right because you got to even up the score for dad like you said. I said I felt that way at first. and Later, I found out I was all wrong. You see, Jack, that's not a cop's job to even up. The cop's job is to protect the public, to protect life and property and see that everybody gets an even break. Even some criminals... I
2: hate criminals.
4: I
3: hate all criminals.
4: They killed my dad, didn't they? Sure. One of them did. One. But does that give you the right just because you've got a uniform on to run around and shoot every Tom, Dick, and Harry you see with his hand in another guy's pocket? Does it?
3: I don't know, Captain. I...
4: Sure, you gotta hate some criminals. That's good. But a lot of criminals you've got to treat differently. Some crime is a disease. Maybe they were brought up in an unclean neighborhood. Or maybe they caught it from one of the other kids on the block. Then there's the guy who steals food from the grocery store because his wife and kid haven't eaten for a week. And he wants to protect them. Sure, he's going about it the wrong way. But would you want to shoot him down on the spot and then tell his wife and kid you did it because you thought he was a dangerous criminal? Or would you? I guess not. See what I'm getting at, Jack? A policeman's job is a responsible one. You've got to go at it with the right attitude. Not full of hate. Hate's a dangerous thing when we use it too much in the wrong places. Okay, I think you got the picture now. (laughs) You still want to be a cop? Sure, Captain Scott. And I want to try to think about it your way. Good. We'll talk about it more later on. Right now, I've got work to do, Jack. So long, Captain.
3: Thanks. Wait a minute, Jack. I'll walk home with you. Okay, I'll wait outside. Well? Mind if I kiss you?
4: Certainly not. But go easy on the lipstick. Boys kid me about it.
2: So he was a cop. So what do you want me to do, sit down and cry?
1: But a cop killing, Ernie. You know what that means. They'll get the whole force on us now. No, no, smart. Smart like you're supposed to be. What are you going to do, just sit here and wait till they they come and take you? (laughs) Why not? I tell you, Annie, sometimes I think you ain't got... All
2: right, all right. I'm not that dumb. Start packing, Al. (sighs) Now you're talking, Annie. Now you're talking smart. Sure. I always told you I was smart. Al, when you got a blow, you got a (laughs) blow. Let's blow.
3: So you found the car?
4: Yeah, parked on Gedney Street. Motor's still running. Doesn't help us much. Stolen. We can only trace it back to the owner. He's all right, of course.
3: What about Prince?
4: Are you kidding? Those boys are smart, Sue. Wiped it clean before they left it. Dashboard, wheel, door handles, every place they touched it.
3: Why was the motor still running?
4: Oh, well, they lifted it without a key. Hmm. Yeah.
3: I guess that's a blind alley. Yeah. Or is it? What do you mean? How does a guy steal a car without the ignition key?
4: Yeah, that may be it, honey. They have to fool around with the wiring under the hood. Or the distributor head or something. The engine was still running when they ditched the heap.
3: Which means there still may be some prints
4: under the hood. Right. Hello, Harry. Scott, get me Richardson, quick!
1: Hey, Ernie, I can't close this bag.
2: You got too much in it, sapped. What do you need this for? Think it might get cold? Hey,
1: listen, that overcoat cost me two hundred
2: bucks. So we're going to Florida. You won't need it. Look, Ernie, I don't to... argue. All the time arguing. Now, hurry up. Let's get out of here sometime this week,
1: huh? That music's driving me nuts.
2: Ah, you got no culture. That's what's wrong with you. No culture.
3: Anything come up on those prints, Jim?
4: Plenty. All over the distributor head, on the block, on the dash cable. We're checking through the files now. Only one set. That's all. Scott. Yeah? Go ahead. Ernie Ballou. Okay, Mac, get a general out for him. Right. Ernie Ballou. Know
3: him?
4: From way back. Now all we got to do is to find him. Hey, easy on a soda, Skippy. That's it. Hey, uh, you seen Ernie Ballou around lately? I hear he's off the wagon again.
1: Thanks <laughs> for 14, Kiwi. Ernie Ballou used to play a great game. You
4: been in today? Long guy looks good, Nat. I hear Ernie Ballou owns a piece of him. Hey, where is Ernie these days? Hello, Mike. Captain Scott. I've located Ernie Ballou. Yeah. I'm going up to take him right now.
1: Well, just about set, Ernie.
2: Okay. Might as well take off.
1: I still say we ought to take that overcoat. It cost me $200. Well, forget bu-
2: about that lousy coat. All you do is... Wait. Ernie. Open it. Go ahead. I'm ready. Ernie below here? Well, I, I'm thinking... One side, Al.
4: Hello, Ernie.
2: Come in, Scotty boy. Thanks. Just keep your hands away from your hip. That's all.
4: You sure it's loaded, Ernie?
2: Uh-huh. Aren't you? Listen, Ernie, don't go into do that. Quiet, will you? What do you want, copper?
4: You, Ernie. For the murder of Joe Carson, gas station attendant, and Hank Lowry, sergeant of police. Light enough? <laughs>
2: <laughs> you don't want much, do you? I'm greedy. You alone, Scotty? Maybe. Move over to the right. By the wall. Go on! Sure. Ernie! Take a look out the window, Al. Well, I guess you're not alone, Papa. I'm not that dumb
4: to come up here without phoning headquarters first. Ernie!
1: The whole block, it's full of cops' cars!
4: Quiet! I can hear. I guess you won't shoot me now, Ernie. You're a dead weight and you know it.
2: Yeah. Yeah, but I'm saving you, Scotty. You might come in handy making a getaway. You
4: figure to use me as a shield on the way out?
2: Uh-huh. Get his gun, Al. Go on.
4: Sure, honey. Oh, watch it, Al. Don't come too close. I'm liable to turn you
2: into a shield. Listen, honey. Get his rod, I said. Now move. Okay. <coughs> Let go Let of go, my arm. Shut, Shut up, punk. Okay, me. Ernie, you shoot me, you got to shoot through Al here. You think that'll stop me? Cover him! <gasps>
4: Sorry, Ernie, but I guess it had to be this way.
1: I sighed. I sighed, Copper. He's got my side. He'll be all right. Take it easy. It hurts. I tell you. I, I need a doctor. i try. I said we'll
4: get you fixed up. Hello. Wrap it up, honey. It's all over. You all right, Jim? Yeah, fine. Baloo's dead. His pal's got a flesh wound.
3: Jim, are you sure you're all right?
4: Let us stop pounding that typewriter, honey. Whether you realize it or not, this is an exclusive from me to you. But I think you're swell. Remember, With the prints on the distributor head that did it too. Those crooks made a mistake. They always make one. At least one. Always.
2: Under
3: arrest. Into your
2: cell. All prisoners present and accounted for. You've just heard Under Arrest, presented by Mutual, a new series featuring Joe DeSantis as Police Captain Jim Scott. Under Arrest is produced and directed by Wynne Wright, written by William K. Wells, Jr., Original music composed and played by Milton Kay. Susan Webb was played by Margaret Draper. Hank Lowry by Jim Bowles. His son Jack, Jack Grimes. Baloo by Mark Lawrence. Zito by Rock Rogers. <laughs> All names of persons used in under arrest are fictitious. Any resemblance to names of actual persons, living or dead, is coincidental. Russ Dunbar speaking. This is
4: the
0: world's largest network, the Mutual Broadcasting System. Welcome back. Uh, Well, this first episode, it does have some rough spots. I think particularly as DeSantis uh, assumes the role, his performance is interesting. I mean, the scene with his... You know, girlfriend reporter is really, like, the first one we really uh, get a grasp of. him, And it's not a great scene, as he just seems a little overworked up. And maybe a bit oversensitive. And I like the idea of his talk to the son of the slain officer. I just, I don't know, I... I I had mixed feelings on it because it kind of felt like one of those things where it's like, it's not quite time for that. You know, it's better than, you know, process it, get over it, uh, what have you. Uh, but I guess I can understand, for dramatic purposes, uh, wanting to go ahead and to address those issues and talk about them, even though, I- in terms of dramatically and how humans actually you know operate and process this through things, this seemed a little bit premature. And uh, the uh, one robber was just a bit over the top psycho, though there are uh, robbers like that, so I can't complain too much. Uh, From what I read online, it does seem like them getting fingerprints off of the uh, inside of the engine was a plausible thing that could be done. So it could be difficult, and from some sources I read, uh, it indicated that uh, the process uh, might uh, damage part and so it would no longer be good on the car but at this point given the that there's uh, deaths involved, I think uh, the police would be willing to go there. You know, if this were yeah, another sort of crime where it hadn't turned fatal, they might not have gone there. But uh, I, I think that uh, this would definitely be a desperate times call for desperate measures situation. Uh, now, I did want to mention, if you've listened to the show for a really, really long time, Uh, There was actually a series we played back in uh, 2012 that had a similar history of being uh, repeatedly uh, used as a summer series for three consecutive summers. And that was Call the Police. Uh, like I said, we played that eight years ago. So if you actually remember that series, uh, good for you. If you're curious about it, uh, you can go to biglist.greatdetectives.net and just search for Call the Police. And uh, we've got all five episodes that were available. And it's worth noting that this series, uh, even though it had just been a summer series, after this summer series it would become a regular, ongoing show, airing for six years. Now, I do want to go ahead and thank our Patreon supporter of the day. Thank you so much to Dave. Dave has been one of our Patreon supporters since August, currently supporting us at the uh, Seamus level of $4 or more per month. Thanks so much for your support. Well, join us back here tomorrow for Public Domain Video Theater and an episode of Code 3. Also tomorrow, our 3,300th episode special. You won't want to miss it. We'll be back on Monday with another episode of Casey Crime Photographer. And then join us back here next Saturday for another episode of Under Arrest. In the meantime, send your comments to box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives. And become one of our friends on Facebook, facebook.com slash radiodetectives. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.